Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired of not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind. Today's podcast is brought to you by QuickBooks. People ask all the time, how do you run such a lean business? And we want to know, how do people run such a lean business? Listen, the answer is we keep our finger on the pulse of our business at all times. Managing the overall health of your business starts with tracking your finances. And with QuickBooks Online, you can track everything you need no matter where you are. Whether you're looking to create and send invoices on the go or track income and expenses effortlessly, and even track your mileage. QuickBooks Online gives you all the tools you need as an entrepreneur to make it happen. Plus, being able to work in the cloud makes collaborating with your accountant and or bookkeeper, whoever you're working with, seamless because there is no passing files back and forth. Now, that's what I call as a business owner peace of mind. It's no wonder over 5.6 million business small business owners use QuickBooks Online. If you are ready yourself to save time, money, and get organized, just visit quickbooks.ca forward slash DGB. Right now, you can save 50% or more on QuickBooks Online, but this is a limited time offer, everyone. For Daily Grind listeners only, so go ahead and visit quickbooks.ca forward slash DGB. Again, quickbooks.ca forward slash DGB. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we are sitting down with entrepreneur Tim Naibo. Tim is a co-founder of Vincero, a watch, sunglass, and accessory brand for people who live hard and never make excuses. Since starting with just a watch, they have added dozens of new products to the Vincero arsenal. As they approach their fifth anniversary, they are still independent, direct consumer, and focused on delivering the best possible products they can. Tim today shares their amazing entrepreneurial story from leaving college to going straight to China to learn distribution. This one you're not going to miss. You're not going to want to miss everyone. Be sure as always you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back and really dive deep in today's interview with Mr. Tim Naibo. Enjoy. 
Well, Tim Naibo, welcome to the Daily Grind, my friend. How are you? Colin, thanks for having me. I'm doing well, doing well. Awesome, Tim. Well, uh, Tim, for people who are being first introduced to you today here on the podcast, if you wouldn't mind just kind of talking a little bit more as to who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, of course. I'm one of the founders here at Vincero. We uh, are a watch and accessories direct-to-consumer brand. This, the end of 2019 basically capped off our first five years in business. We are based in San Diego um, for the last four years, and the business was started actually when I was living on the ground in China with my two founding uh, partners. So um, it's been a long ride and uh, a wild one at that, but we couldn't be more blessed to be doing what we're doing right now. What got you into what got you into this space? Well, like I said, me and my two co-founders lived in China for about four years um, on the ground in Guangzhou. We initially moved over there right after graduating um, school. That's where we all met with yeah. the sole goal of manufacturing products. That's where our interests lied. Um, we want we knew we wanted to own our own brand at some point. But from the get-go, moving over there, the whole goal was to get our hands dirty, cut our teeth, really learn the ins and outs of how products are sourced, manufactured, um, how to source raw materials and take them um, to a fully finished product. So that's what we did um, for those first handful of years in, in China. And it was a wild experience to say the least. And how many founders do you have there? Like how many partners do you got? Uh, there's three of us. Three. So you guys, did you all go to college together? Yeah, we did. We did. I, we actually, you know, we, we got super lucky um, with our partners you know like we all have varying skill sets that all mesh together perfectly but when we moved over to china actually i moved over there with uh five friends total and everyone wow. stayed for a minimum of two years so it was quite a wild ride getting to do a developing country all through asia and stuff like that learning ins and outs of business with uh some close friends very cool did you learn any of the language when you were there yeah you had to we had to to get around uh you know we really dove in, you know, face first, but like you yeah. realize real quick that you need to be able to communicate just to even like live life. Um, English, English, just using English, you know, life can be extremely difficult over there. So um, we did, we all got private tutors and uh, tackled that as well. So were you guys working there? when you were learning all this stuff, like, did you get jobs or like, what were you doing dur during those years? Or was it all just like, you kind of had some money behind you and you just went in and wanted to learn full time? Good question. No, we, when we moved over there, we each had a few thousand dollars. And then, uh, when we were on the ground there, we got part-time kindergarten teaching jobs on the weekends, oh, cool. um, which we really lucked into from some expats that we met who had been working on the ground there for a while. And it basically figured out, these are the best jobs that you could have. And so that allowed us to basically have all week um, to yeah, work on businesses, to work on trying to source products, to come up with ideas, um, chase things down and lose money and, you know, just brute, brute force uh, learning and mistakes was really kind of the theme of the first few years. Talk, talk through some of the stakes. Like what are some of the things you did? What are some of the things you learned from? Yeah, good question. I, I think in manufacturing, right, like you don't know what you don't know. And so if, you, if you're going through a process in the beginning, um, no, it doesn't matter what the product is. Our first products weren't, you know, watches, accessories, wallets, and that kind of stuff. Um, and so when you're going through, the, through it the first time, you don't know what, 
is going to trip you up. You don't know what to look out for. Um, it's your first time doing business in that country. You don't know the traditions. You don't know really the correct ways to get business done the right way. And so for us, I think, especially on the manufacturing side, that was the biggest takeaway, at least from like year one, was that you have to know everything about your product that you're getting into um, in order to come out with a successful product. Um, if not, you're going to miss things. Corners are going to be cut that you didn't know to look out for. And once that happens, if you don't have any, you know, checks and balances in place, then you're kind of in the middle of a rock and a hard place to where there's not many ramifications you can take. Um, and especially de depending on how bad the mistakes were, it might be hard to even sell the product. So paying attention to the details was a huge learning lesson in that first year. Interesting. And so when did you come about, you know, the idea of, of Vincero? When did you realize like, this is what I want to do? Like watches, like, what was that like? For sure. So obviously we, we were born for people that don't know back in 2015. So the Kickstarter kind of era of companies. Right. Yeah. Uh, and actually we were living with um, a few buddies that also started like a watch company. Okay. Um, and they were very successful in it. And then we were going to do one with them, um, another run. And we had another, we actually had like an investment partner come on board, ran a very successful campaign. Long story short, the investor relationship really just didn't work out and blew up. Um, and so we had to start over from scratch and Vincero was that rebrand restart, um, ran everything again. And uh, have been doing it under the Vincero brand ever since. So, you know, I think that's another learning, right? Like at that yeah. time when we were really hungry to start a business, have a business, um, and I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but you always, at least for us, we were so opportunistic in, in just a belief that this is always going to work, right? Like this is, this is a great partnership for us. Like yeah. there's no way that this cannot work out. Um, he's bringing huge resources into it. This is just going to go huge, uh, which I think is extremely important when you're starting a business, right? Always having that type of um, the grass is always greener, uh, glass half full type of attitude, I think is essential, especially when you're starting with almost nothing. No um, but it was definitely it was definitely a learning mistake that, hey, you're going to have to earn what you keep um, in business. So there is no nothing's nothing's given to you for free there is no shortcuts um but anything is possible um is i think what we found out in the long run but uh yeah it kind of worked out a little differently than how we envisioned it when we started so to speak yeah it's, i mean it's funny right i think that happens a lot of times you you have this vision for what you want when you're starting something and you gotta you gotta be willing to pivot right i think that's a big thing like you probably talk on that too i think being able to pivot and not getting you know caught and just like falling in love with your idea, which I think so many people do. Yeah. I think it, it made us grow up quick. Getting into it with an investor was, you know, it's almost like with your training wheels on. Um, and so when that was taken away from us, it was like, okay, we have to, we really have to make this work. Um, and so, you know, we put our heads down and we really just grinded and kept grinding. And I, I think that's, that's the most beautiful lesson in all of it is, you know, you, you can, you can make things work and you're making things work really, really well. If that's your mindset, right. And if you're persistent, relentless in your pursuit, um, anything's possible. I think now in, t in today's world, that is 
just totally, totally true. I think, again, as well, thinking back to how we started, right? We'd made a ton of products in those four years leading up to like the start of Vincero. And I loved learning the ins and outs of products and learning why yeah. some things that we enjoyed making and things that we didn't, right? Like we like making watches and accessories and stuff like that because they're intricate and because you can actually substantially elevate the quality of a product, not just through a price point, but through the nitty gritty details and making sure certain steps are followed and something like that. And so we were able to really see the benefit of of fully vertical integrated supply chain and all the stuff that we'd worked on the previous four years versus something like that we really started out making were things like simple like iPhone cases and stuff like that. And it's, there's not much you can do to really elevate a product like that, no matter how much you're working on um, your manufacturing process and stuff. So um, I think you know those those few years when we were on the ground really did get us excited for what we were doing, and then whatever would happen with that investor um, just kind of was gasoline on the fire i would say yeah and no doubt it's a fuel right so like you started like you get your you're getting vincero started at the beginning stages when did you realize like at what point was it a year in how many months in did you kind of like look at each other and be like wow i think we have something special here oh that is that's a good question um like i said i i think we always just we were, you know, young and had that yeah, yeah. mentality that we had something <laughs> from the get go. I, I, like That's I remember, awesome. cause I remember back, I think after year one and we were getting ready to try to hire our first employee. And we were at the time we were working in San Diego at a co-working space and not, not a WeWork type co-working space. This is a local guy who had just transformed a space next to a barber shop into like an open working space. Okay. And we got these like the final three seats and it was so hilarious. He put this like porch above it to like a mezzanine essentially to try to create like a second level. And we were right under it and it squeaked so loudly. And then we were right by the stairs in the bathroom. Absolutely. So I remember trying to convince our first employee, like, Oh, we're going places. Trust me. We have huge <laughs> goals. This is going to be big. And I just remember every time we would go through and everything to myself, it's like, and I don't even know if I would believe myself from what I'm saying. So I, I, I think the lesson there is like, we always thought we were onto something, right? Yeah. And it's just, that's always my advice to entrepreneurs is, hey, refusing to quit and persistence. It's not really about where you start or where you come from, but where you're going. And that's a totally a personal mindset. Uh, no matter what happens, right? If that's your mindset, then you can kind of get through anything. And I think that was our mentality and it still is today. Whether that was correct, that we were onto something or not, that was definitely the mentality we were um, building on. What do you think has made you guys successful as a partnership? Because I know, I mean, so many people that get into partnerships with friends and it just doesn't work out for a wide number of different reasons. I'm sure you know. Like, what do you think, like, between sort of the dynamic of you three has made you, you know, be successful for so long together? For sure. Right. Like, and I think I can speak to like both points. I've had friends or businesses that I've gotten out of with friends that were successful businesses that we had to sell because they didn't work out. Um, yeah. what the, the relationship wasn't working out. Um, and then, like I said, with the investor, that relationship didn't work out. Um, but with us, we got lucky because we have very, very, we have skill sets that are all different, that mesh that you need in a business, right? Analytical, creativity, um, managerial, that just go together. And so I think a little bit of that is luck. Um, but I think if you can find something like that, 
then it can compound your business because you need all of those varying um, abilities to grow and scale a company and, you know, keep it rolling. But relationships that can be brought in on top of that, in my opinion, make it even better. Um, but like you said, a lot of people will try to get into things based on the relationship thing. When those skill sets and vision of what they want in their lives don't mesh, then it can go great for a little bit, but rocky times are going to be coming. Yeah. I, I think what you mentioned there about the vision, like, I think that's so overlooked, right? Cause you know, some, someone like God bless her, where someone could just want something simple. And if it's someone else wants something extravagant, like that's where there can be some tension because one person's wanting to push and the other person just wants to enjoy it. Right. A hundred percent. And it's, it's the exact same thing, like your vision, whatever purpose you're doing something with, it's the same thing in any relationship, right? If that's not correct, then it's going to lead to rocky times. I don't care if it's a personal relationship, if it is a co-founder um, relationship, investor, whatever. If they, if you guys want different things, it's going to lead to rocky times. And so we, even when we hire employees, we make sure they understand our vision, what the company's all about, the core values, and uh, that those two align. Because if that, if not, then an employee's not going to be work, happy working here um, down the road. So I think it's the same thing for most relationships. Yeah, for sure. How many employees do you have now? Uh, there's 20 of us in San Diego, and then we have a team of 10 manufacturing our product um, full-time that works for us. Yep. And then, and then, yeah, hand with tons and tons of freelancers around the globe working on various things from product um, to the back end of the website and things like that. What was the transition like for you guys going from a small team to now you're hiring a bunch of people and getting freelancers? Like, what was that transition like for you guys? Oh, it's always ongoing. I would yeah. say it, it's 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 tough. I, I think it's it's different for everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I'm more of a creative and a doer, and so learning the delegating it has been an interesting journey, to say the least. I, I think in the beginning of a business, it can be flip flopped if it's someone that is very much more managerial and, pro and project management oriented than someone like me who wants to just create and do new things. Um, yeah. For me, the start of a business is just awesome, right? Because you're, oh, yeah. you got your hands in all sorts of things. You're always, always creating and pushing out new stuff yourself. And then uh, when you start to grow, you need, to, you really need to learn a lot more of your managerial skills. And I think for me too, learning to delegate the correct way was the hardest to not just like, delegate and then disappear and expect them to do everything up to a certain standard um, and advocate in a sense, but to really delegate. And if things aren't going well, jump fully back in, teach them the ropes. Um, and then that's the best way, way that they learn. That, that took me a little bit to, to actually learn. It was interesting too, right? Cause like we were, we were in China for so long that all we had known for like the past five to six years up until the point when we were really focused on bringing a team in was just doing and figuring new things out. Yeah. Like very little structure, just let's do this. Like let's, let's attack this with a ton of drive and, and it'll be cool cause we'll figure it out. So the need obviously comes in into any type of business to bring in more structure and process. And so we had to reach out to a lot of people for guidance when it came to uh, that part of the business. Interesting. So that yeah, you had people like mentors and whatnot that you really turned to at that time. Yeah, we had to for how we should structure the organization, how we should make sure that we're all 
focused on the right vision and we're all taking, you know, steps in stride. That was just totally unknown to us. We had never actually had like nine to five jobs. So we had never even been a part of a process or a structured organization like that. So we, there's no way we could have just sat down and go, Hey, we're going to do it like this. Cause we just didn't have the experience um, to set something like that up. So yeah, we've definitely leaned on the people that have been close with us and advised us on that kind of stuff to, Again, get better. I think it's important to say, I don't want to come across like we know what we're doing. We definitely didn't. We've dropped the ball a ton with organization, but I think we made huge strides. Um, and that's something that is just a motto in here that we're constantly in pursuit of growth um, day in, day out. And so we always tell our team like, hey, us as managers, we're not perfect, but we're trying um, to get better every day. And I think they see that throughout the office that things are consistently getting better. And that's what we expect from them and their jobs. So um, it's very much a partnership the way I like to see it. That's awesome. What are some things like you do? Like, obviously, you're an avid learner. You're trying to get better, as you just mentioned, every day. What are some things you do, like, say, consistently that help you get better? Like, whether that's structure within your day or taking time to learn. What are, what are some constants? Um, good question. I, I think at the very, very core, it starts with just curiosity, right? Like, it's hard to make someone want to get better or want to be excellent at what they do if it's not something that comes from them internally. Yeah. And so I've always just kind of been like that, tweaking things, always had a feeling that if I did it like this last time, maybe I could do it like this next time and that would be better just because of what I know now. And that's always given me some weird sort of like good feeling. <laughs> you know, I don't know what yeah, to say yeah. about it. But like <laughs> I, I talk about that in interviews as well, right? Like I I think it's extremely hard to be a manager and to have up downward pressure on an employee if what I'm pushing them towards isn't something that they want themselves. So that's the first thing I think is important, like a curiosity or a drive to want to be the best at what you do and want to always consistently strive to get better. And then if you do have that curiosity, right, like I'm, I'm a huge belief in just taking advantage of the people that have come before us or done what yeah. you're trying to do. I'm a huge reader. Um, I think a lot of my inspiration and just the stuff I think about on a day-to-day basis is just spurred by reading. Um, and then outside of that, right, like I like hunting down things. That's why I'm so, so excited that I was born in the age of the internet because the curiosity can be met with tons of research. You can find anything that you want nowadays. You can find any type of answer um, or any type of inspiration that you're looking for. And so we always ask why about what we're doing here. If someone has a new idea or a new hypothesis they want to test, we want to know why. Um, and if that sounds valid, then hey, let's pursue it no matter if it fails or not because it seems like the right thing to do. If you don't necessarily know why you're doing something or you haven't found the correct answers or inspiration, then it's time to go back to the drawing board. But yeah, I think for us, it starts with curiosity and a drive to get better just because internally that's kind of what gets us going. No doubt, man. Well, you guys are doing some some awesome things. I mean, there's so many people listening, right, who who dream of starting a company and building it up, doing exactly what you did. Like for those people, maybe they have an idea, maybe they don't, but are looking to start something. What would you say to someone like at the early stages? Say someone who has the idea, who's getting started, right? Like what would be a piece of advice you feel like could better them and give them you know, a, a head start, so to speak? First things first, I'd say, ask yourself, is this really what you want? Understand the underlying current of why you think that is what you want. Because a lot of times though, there's a disconnect there. You might think you want money and so you want to go about it this way. That's, that's not 
a solid plan. But if if autonomy and running a business of your own is something that you want, or if it's you're passionate about a certain cause or a certain aspect of the economy or a certain demo that you want to help out or something like that, whatever that is, make sure that's aligned with something that's going to take a ton of hard work. Um, it's going to be extremely, extremely difficult. And it's going to kind of shape you into to a totally different person than you probably are now. If that is who you are and what you want to do, then go full in because it's worth it. If you've actually answered that question truthfully, then it is worth it. I, I, you know, I think our process is totally unique to most people. We have, we tried probably seven to 10 different businesses. A few of them worked really well, but most of them didn't at all. And we have been at the extremely bottom. We've been living on insanely small amounts of money in foreign countries with nothing else to do. And then we've felt success and both parts I wouldn't trade for the world. I think that personal journey is extremely, extremely important. I don't know what it would mean for any of the listeners out there because everyone's journey is different, but if it's really what you want and you can answer that uh, question truthfully and you come back and this is what I want, then go full in because you owe yourself that. You owe yourself that much. I will also end it with just because you have an idea it might not be where you end up, and that is totally fine. You don't know where the journey is going to take it, take you, but be persistent and be relentless. If you're truthful with your answer in the beginning and that this is something you want, then don't quit and keep going because it's worth it. Do you think entrepreneurs can be developed, or do you think like true entrepreneurs, like people who start something and do it, like do you think that that's just in them? I think you can totally be developed, right? It, it comes back, it comes down to what you want. Yeah, that's that's all that's all this really comes down to. Right. If you see a lot of people like start and quit, start and quit, whatever, they didn't actually want what all of this entailed. True. Right. But people's wants and desires can change all the time. Um, and, and so it really depends on where you're at in your life. What is the driving force that's behind why you want to be an entrepreneur? What's going to get you out of bed in the morning and what's going to keep the fire lit? If, if there's not solid reasoning there then it's going to be very easy to go with the wind when something else comes. And, and so I, I think thinking on the reasons why someone wants to be an entrepreneur and really be honest with themselves is crucial. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's just a specific person person or a type of person that can be a successful entrepreneur. I think it really depends on where people are at their, in their lives. That's for sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. Right. Cause it's like, some people are just really risk adverse and some people are willing to take that. And I think that's a big portion of it too, right? I feel like for you, like based on like you were, even though like during those tough moments, you know, obviously you wish you weren't in those tough moments. Like you kind of like still like, I feel like you still kind of enjoyed it though, in a sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that that's the, tr that's the true journey, right? Like a business yeah. is one thing, but the personal journey that you go through is a really, really special thing. And the experiences that you learn when you're cutting your teeth, trying to build something and make something out of nothing, they can't be taught anywhere else. And, and those things are just invaluable, right? They turn you into a person that you never ever would have been without. And then you almost get addicted to the pushing yourself mentality and going, hey, let, let's, let's keep going. And, and it kind of, you know, it becomes in the office too, something where it's like, you don't like hearing, ooh, we can't do that. Or I don't think we can do that. Because you're like, well, if that was a the mentality, the Manchero never would have been for, you know, like yeah. you, you, you get accustomed to going, no, I can, 
no matter what the problem is, I can figure out a solution, which is a good way to look, you know, it's a good lens to see uh, life through. No doubt. What's, what's the big vision like coming into 2020 now, or what's your vision with Vincero? Where do you envision this like five, 10, 15 years down the road? Good question. So we, we, we are all about, I guess, in, in internally balanced and sustainable growth. So obviously we've been growing really well, um, but it's all sustainable or a profitable business. And like we preach through our brand messaging, it's the same goal internally. We want to get better at what we do. And so going forward, what that means is we're going to be working a lot on our sustainability um, through our entire process, trying to become a better business through what we deliver and leave less impact. Uh, we're going to try to do a lot more empowerment in terms of social issues and backing people that have dreams that align with our business and really trying to have a bigger footprint as a brand. Um, yep. And I think that's the next chapter for us, right? To take our community to the next level and to take what we as a brand and our message is all, um, to a wider array and really start walking the walk more in a sense than just preaching. Um, and so that's an exciting chapter I'm excited to take with the brand. And then in terms of the product, we're going to be, you're going to see a lot of product expansion within the business. So we've been doing a ton of research and development over the past 18 months or so. So we've got some exciting things coming down the pipeline. So to sum it up yeah a lot a lot on just our brand footprint expanding that you know the abstract ideas outside of the physical products that we sell and the customer service that we deliver amazing so outside of visiting vincerowatches.com where's the best place people can learn more about you and follow along on your journey honestly been vincero's it vincero watches on instagram same thing on facebook um this is what we do this is what we're about and so that's that's the best way to follow along Amazing. Well, I'll share all these links to make it super simple to connect. But uh, Tim, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule and sharing your wisdom here with the audience today. Colin, no problem. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Everyone, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure you hit that subscribe button, share a comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, share this out with a friend who you feel like could benefit from today's episode. We'll be back with another podcast. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding.